0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Let's talk about the rapture, shall we? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, I'm going to read from verse 15 to 17. It says, according to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, that's you and I, we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. You know, the rapture is an interesting thing. And it's really out of all the things that we believe, probably the craziest for the non-Christian, if you if you explain this to them. You know, I mean, there's things in Christianity that, that f- for sense knowledge, it just doesn't make sense sense, right? So you're telling me that God came and lived in a body and he was sinless and, you know, people could maybe get along with that idea, but then, so the rapture. So you're telling me you believe that there's a time coming or on a certain day at a certain time all around the world, there's going to be a worldwide event where God is going to take every Christian that's on the earth and they're going to disappear. Yes. Well, how many Christians are on the earth? I don't know. They say, you know, 700 million to 1.2 billion, maybe more. So you're telling me that 10 to 18% of the earth and possibly more could disappear instantly. Yes, that's what I'm saying is going to happen on a certain day. And so you have scriptures like this that show us what's, uh, what's to come. I think the interesting thing is that Jesus doesn't know when this is going to happen. Jesus said, it's not for it. only my father knows the days and the, the seasons of that, when the son of man will return. And so Jesus is waiting. The angels are waiting. The Father knows. We don't know. We don't know the day or the hour. So we're waiting. Waiting to find out. Waiting. And so like Pastor Rodney said tonight, he said, you live ready to go at any time. You live your life according to the word of God so that you don't have to get your life right when when the Lord returns. You keep your life right. He said, but then you plan like you're still going to be here for a hundred years. You move ahead. You, you, have, you get married. You have kids. You, you occupy till he comes, right? And so we see it here that the first thing that's going to happen is we're going to have a, the Lord himself will come down from heaven, not to the earth, but into, into a cloud with a loud shout. So what are we going to hear? Will the non-believers hear the loud shout? I don't think they will. Just like Paul Saul on the road to Damascus, they heard a sort sound like lightning, but it was the Lord's voice. He heard the Lord's voice. They heard lightning thunder. So we'll hear maybe a shout There's another translation says with a loud command. And then with the trumpet call of God. So the angels waiting with the trumpet will hear a trumpet and a shout. And then it says the dead in Christ will rise first. What does that mean? You know, every person who's died, who's a Christian, who's died, their spirit's in heaven, but their bodies still in the grave. Some of them have been cremated. Some have been buried. That the power of God in one instant for all the hundreds of millions, maybe billions of people who've died in Christ, their bodies will be instantly resurrected. Why is that important? That's important because we see in the passages of scripture that there's a judgment that's coming. And it's not a judgment of whether we go to heaven or hell, but for the believer, we don't pass through judgment, but our works pass through the fire. So there's a record of what's been done in our body. And so the body has to come. And so then we'll have our works pass through the fire. The body itself, then we'll have a glorified body. It'll be both an earthly body. You know, it's interesting if you think about it is we're going to come back for the millennial reign. But you can't come back just as a spirit. You have to have an earthly body. The only reason you get to stay on planet Earth is because you have a body. You know that you can't have, people talk about ghosts. Oh, it's my aunt's ghost that haunts this house. You know, people don't get to haunt places when they die. It could be a demon that's assigned to a family that's familiar with the family that stays around. But the only reason you get to stay on earth is because you have a body. When your body dies, you go straight to heaven or hell. You don't get to hang around. There's no, there's no deceased spirits on the earth just waiting. They're in one of two places. And so that body has to come up so it can be glorified. A glorified body is what Jesus had after, after he rose again. It's a body that can be both in heaven and on earth. I'm not talking about the same time, but it fits for both. We'll spend seven years plus in heaven. And then that'll be the tribulation time, right? And then we'll come back for the millennial reign. We'll be back on the earth for a thousand years. So we need our body. And that was the body that Jesus could walk through walls and he could teleport from place to place. So that's the body that's made for earth. It's the one that God put Adam in at creation. That body wasn't made for Mars. It was made for earth. It's made for earth. 1 Thessalonians five verse two says, "For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come, the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. We don't know when that day is coming. We don't know when that day is going to be here, so we stay ready to go at all time." First Corinthians fifteen verse fifty one: "Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed." That word "sleep" is actually what we would use "die." You know, there's some there's going to be people alive. I don't know. If it'll be our lifetime, I believe it will. I believe we'll usher in the second coming of God. I believe the night is far spent. I believe it will be us. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. So the dead bodies are raised and then those bodies meet their spirits. Their spirits have been in heaven. But the bodies come out of the grave and meet the spirits in the in the air, and then the bodies are changed, and we're changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible, how does that work? You know, you think about that. Think about this rapture. When's this going to take place? I know the Bible says no one knows the day or the hour, but it's okay to think. I'm not. I'm not here trying to place a date on it. I'm just saying, will it be a Monday? Would this be a Wednesday evening? Will it be after your church service on Wednesday evening? Will it be on Sunday evening after church? Would it be at two o'clock in the morning? There's a scripture here in, in Matthew chapter 24. And it says, verse 36, However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven or the Son himself. Only the Father knows. Listen, when the Son of Man returns, it'll be like it was in Noah's day. In those days before the flood, The people were enjoying banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. That is the way it'll be when the Son of Man comes. Two men will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding flour at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. So you too must keep watch. for You don't know what Day the Lord is coming. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken. You must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. The the interesting thing, there's another passage that said, Two will be um two will let me find it. Will be Is that's actually those those things that it's describing, Luke 17. 34. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in, in the bed. One will be taken, the other left. You know, right now, I'm recording this, and it's 11.28 p.m. And somewhere else in the world, in Australia right now, it's about 1 p.m., uh, 12.28 p.m., noon. Yeah, I'm close to, I'm just before midnight. So they're 13 hours ahead. In South Africa, they're seven hours ahead. So in South Africa right now, it's 6.30 in the morning while I'm recording this. And so it's interesting because it's saying when this happens, there'll be someone working in the field. There'll be someone grinding flour at the mill, which from what I read a commentary that said, that's what you did towards the end of the day. So working in the field was the earlier part of the day. The grinding flour you would have done right before the end of the day because you would prepare it for dinner. And then it says two will be, um, uh, in the bed, one will be left, one will be taken. Two will be grinding grain together. Two men will be in the field. One will be left, and the one will be taken. And so you have at different times of the world. In Australia, what time will the rapture be? What time will it be here? Will it be on a Monday? Will it be on a Saturday? Will you have just gotten off work and you're walking, and you'll have a sense of, man, something feels different. Maybe you'll be walking. You'll be getting ready to get on a public transportation. And as you get on, the Lord says, preach the gospel. Share share me with the whole bus. Just be bold. You've never done this before. Just open your mouth and preach me to the whole bus. And you get nervous. And then something on the inside, the Holy Ghost, rises up and says, do it. And you say, hey, everybody, I want to tell you that God loves you and he's got a plan for your life. You know, they can't go anywhere. The bus is moving. Hey, if today was your last day here on earth, do you know for sure that you'd go to heaven? If you don't know, you can know today. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. God loves everybody. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. God's got this gift for you to receive that gift. Pray this simple prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, and you pray the prayer of salvation. Then after it ends. You stand awkwardly on the bus and a few minutes later, you get this strange sense. And up you go (laughs) and half the bus with you. (laughs) When's that day going to be? But let me ask you this. Are you ready? Are you living ready right now? Are you keeping your heart ready for the return of the Lord? You don't want to miss it. You know, there's people that'll miss it. There's people who've loved the Lord. There's people who've been going to church that'll miss that day. Why? Because they're backslidden. Because they've allowed sin in their life. Because they haven't repented. Because they haven't, they haven't kept their heart right on fire for the Lord. They, ha- they haven't kept the, the fire burning. He's coming back for a spotless bride. There's people who've gone astray from the Lord. There's people who've backslidden. There's people who you're called to to go lead back to the Lord before that day comes. That's all I'm here to do. Lead as many people to Jesus before that day comes. That's my whole job. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to meet him? Are you doing something now? If you're ready to meet him, then stay busy. Do something now. Occupy till he comes. If you're not ready to meet him, make the changes now. Reach out to somebody for help now. Change now so you can be ready to meet him when he comes. Are you ready to meet him? Are you ready to go? if it was tomorrow morning, are you ready to go? Who in your family needs to know before he comes? Have you shared the gospel with them? If you haven't, share the gospel with them tomorrow. You have to at least ease your conscience to know I've tried. What if they say yes? What if they say, you know, I've been thinking about these things. Maybe they'll say no, but what if they say yes? Maybe you're the only one they've got. Maybe no one in their town is going to come and present the gospel to them, but you can. Are you living ready? Who else needs to get ready before he comes back? He's coming soon. If you need to get yourself ready, if you say, my heart's not right with God, I need to repent. I need to ask God to forgive me. I'm I'm not living on fire for the Lord that I I was like I was. I want you to pray with me. Maybe there's things that have snuck into your life that need to get, get out. I want you to pray this with me. I want you to say this out loud with your heart and with your lips out loud. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. Please wash me in your blood. Have mercy on me, Lord. I surrender my life. I believe you died for me and that you're coming back again for me. I surrender every part of my life. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Now, if you prayed that, I'd love to hear from you. First of all, you can reach out to us on, on, uh, on Instagram, but, but good. I'm glad you got ready. I'm glad your heart's ready. I'm glad, I'm glad you're on fire for the Lord. Return to your first love. Go back to doing the things that you first did when you got born again, make changes that you need to make. There's no change too severe to make, to stay ready. If there's people that need to be removed from your life, whatever it takes, stay ready. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.